This is the Orville Christian Church Podcast. Each week, you'll find content that helps you take your next step closer to Jesus. Join us online at orville.church slash live. Awesome. It's, it's so good to see how God's moving here at OCC. And we're also encouraged, as, as we look forward uh, and we look at the future, we also want to celebrate what God's doing in individual lives. And one person I've gotten to know here over the, maybe the past year is Morgan Mace. And Morgan, what first brought you to OCC? Um, me and my husband moved here in it's like September of 20, and our friends came here. Hmm. So we decided to check it out. We wanted a church that preached the gospel and not feel-good messages, and we hmm. felt like we found that here. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you did and that you um, are starting to plug in. And, and here recently... Um, you, you made a decision to follow Christ yes. and be baptized. And, and so I thought uh, it would be great if you shared, like, what led to that decision? What brought you yeah. to that place? Um, every time you guys would, like, mention it in the services, I kind of felt that on my heart that I needed to do it. Um, but my insecurities kept me from doing it, whether it be past sins or being in front of people, because I tend to cry <laughs> in front of people. Um, but I decided to ignore all of that and make that outward proclamation that I wanted to give my life to Jesus and I wanted to do it for the rest of my life. Hmm. We're so glad that you did. Yeah, Morgan. you too. <laughs> and so for anyone who might be uh, here or watching online who's, you know, maybe they're unsure about following Christ or they've not made that decision yet, what, what encouragement would you give to them? That... Don't let your insecurities or your fears stop you. The gospel is true. He loves you unconditionally. He's seeking you out, and you just have to seek him back. Hmm. Thank you for sharing, Morgan. Thank you. I'm glad that you, you took the, the step to follow Jesus despite your fears. And even like today, you know, when I text, <laughs> when I reached out to Morgan about this, she's like, that's basically my biggest fear. <laughs> yes. So I'm proud of you, excited for the work God's doing in your life, and we're celebrating with you. So I'd like to take a minute and pray for Morgan and uh, for anyone who's recently given their lives to Christ. Jesus, thank you for the work you're doing in people's lives. Thank you for the work you're doing in Morgan's life that you love her, you see her, you've been pursuing her for, um, uh, for much longer than she even knows. And God, in your pursuit, you've found her and you've brought her to yourself. And God, we celebrate with her that you, Lord, have brought her home to you. God, I ask that you keep doing that, keep drawing people to yourself, uh, because that's, that's why we're here, Lord. We're, we're here to help people know you. And so thank you for Morgan's um, her courage and sharing and, and saying, Lord, uh, like everybody, this is what God has done in my life. And Lord, we're excited to see what you continue to do in her life. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Morgan. Yeah. Well, let's put our hands together and celebrate uh, changed lives today. Yeah. <clears throat> Praise God. I want to, again, thank, thank uh, Chris, who shared in first service, and now Morgan, who shared in, in this service. Uh, 
That right there is really why we exist, uh, to help people take their next step toward Jesus, whether that be baptism, whether that be reading the Bible for the first time, whether that be getting connected to some kind of group or serving in a ministry. And if God is prompting you to take a next step today, no matter where you're at on your your spiritual journey, uh, we want to help you do just that. Several weeks back, I was listening to a sermon by one of my mentors, and I was like, man, I need to preach that at OCC. Well, today's the day. I, w- I want to try to cast a vision for the importance of committing to a local church. Now, does, does anyone know when the first advertisement showed up in our world? Anybody know when the first advertisement showed up? Well, it happened 5,000 years ago. Uh, There's going to be a picture of it coming up here. There was a flyer advertisement that said, the shop of Hapu the weaver, where the best cloth is woven to your desires. Can Can you believe that? Advertising has been around for 5,000 years, and since then, advertising has been a very normal part of our culture, right? Does anyone know what this is? Go back one. Anybody know what this is? That right there is a banner ad. In 1994, AT&T placed the very first banner ad, and this took advertising to a totally different level. Uh, It was a game changer. In 1996, a company named DoubleClick was formed uh, to sell these banner ads. In 1998, a company named Google, you probably heard of that one, was formed to aggregate links for people to search. Two years later, Google began selling advertising uh, themselves. In 2007, Facebook started selling ads. In 2009, YouTube followed suit. And if you fast forward to today, um, man, few people are aware of the incredibly powerful and and really sick things that have been done to our brains. Uh, I produced a documentary back in 2020 called The Social Dilemma. If you haven't seen that, that'll give you an idea of what I'm talking about. Our brains, in a sickened way, have been changed. Social scientists estimate that the average person is exposed to upwards of 10,000 marketing messages a day. The result? The very processes of our brains have been rewired, and we've been trained to be dissatisfied with everything in our lives. It's in the context of this, I want, I want to address a super relevant question today, and the question is, why do I need church? Since COVID happened, only one in three practicing Christians in the U.S. are attending their pre-COVID church. This is according to the Barna Group. Many have stopped attending church altogether. Some are, are staying home viewing church online, and a few have switched churches. And so, Some some very real and honest questions are, why do I need this? Why why do we need the trouble of getting everybody ready on Sunday morning, showing up and being involved in a church? Why, Why can't I just do my own thing? Now, the reason people even ask this in the first place, if you're a follower of Jesus, is because I believe our brains have been altered. What happens is we tend to view everything in life as a transaction, for instance, you show up at Surehouse Coffee here in Orville and you give them money for a cup of coffee. 
If the coffee doesn't taste good, the transaction is bad, right? Now that rarely, if ever, happens at Sure House, right? But if it does, something is wrong with the transaction. I didn't get what I paid for. But now what happens is, since our brains have changed, we view people and church through the lens of transactions. I mean, listen listen to the way we talk about church in 2022. We go church what? We go church shopping, right? I've got to find the church that has what I want, and if they don't have what I want, I'll move to the next church. I, I affectionately call people like this connoisseurs of fine churches, right? Now, let's, let's be clear. The church is God, God's plan A, right? There is no plan B. To redeem and restore the world, God's idea is the church. And, and we find a beautiful description of the first church at the beginning of what is called the book of Acts in the Bible. There was once a church unmarred by the 10,000 daily marketing messages. And I want us to look here at what happened in that community. This is Acts chapter two, starting at verse 42. The Bible says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. People were like, I want to be a part of that. And as we read in the book of Acts, we see that the early church began meeting on Sunday. It's it's called the Lord's Day, where the Lord's Supper was the center part of their worship together. And then during the week, they would meet in their homes. But notice all the words there in the passage I just read there in Acts 2, all the words that are used to describe this incredible community. Words like awe, together, glad, sincere, enjoying, growth. These are the things we miss when we are trapped in transactional relationships. Now I want to fast forward to another verse in Acts. This is Acts 10.38. I want us to look at what it says here. Acts 10.38. It says that Jesus, he went around doing good and what? and healing all who were under the power of the devil. In the first century, like today, this healing included all kinds of things. But but now, more than ever, what Jesus has to heal are the actual brains, okay, the actual brains that have been tainted to think we are products to consume. Let me show you a picture The the devil knows that he really doesn't have a chance with people who are in over here in authentic community. But I I believe the majority of Christians are are living over here in artificial community. I want you to think about this for your own life. Artificial community, uh, this is the place where no one knows the real you. This is the place where you don't really know the other person. 
This is the place where you can get upset maybe by something wrong with your kid's Sunday school class or maybe something I said in the sermon, which would never happen, right? Or, or maybe what Jonathan said during worship. And, and sometimes people just leave. In our official community, people's brains have been hijacked and not healed by Jesus. And so what they do is they view church as a consumer experience and relationships as transactional in nature. As, as long as I'm getting fed by the sermon, as long as the worship is moving, as long as my class or group, then I'm here. But the moment I'm not getting something out of it, I'm gone. Now, the one, the one thing that happens in order to get to authentic community, this Acts 2 community, is what is called the tunnel of chaos. The tunnel of chaos. These are the difficult and painful conversations you have to have in order to have real community. You have to let your mask down. You have to learn how to forgive and meet one another's needs. For those of you here in person or if you're joining us online today, we want you to become a part of OCC, but you need to understand the one indispensable part of joining this church is suffering. Primarily because I'm going to preach some bad sermons, right? But no, su suffering in the sense that if we're going to go to authentic community over here, it's going to come through the tunnel of chaos. And we can choose whether or not we're going to go there. Now, I want to ask, I want to ask everybody to do three things today. I want you to write these down on your, your outline. Three things. Number one is this, devote yourself to one church family every week for 20 years. That's a big ask. But if this is your church, fantastic, all right? Stick. If you're shopping for a church, find the church and then stick. What I want you to do is, I want you to plant a tree. Now, this is going to have to be a figurative tree, right? Because of the season that we're in right now. But there's a saying. Look at this saying. You've, you've heard it before. The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The next best time to plant a tree is today. And so what I want you to do is, is find that church, and it's going to be imperfect, just like OCC is imperfect, but you're going to commit to going through the tunnel of chaos. You're going to plant a tree, and the only time you can think about leaving that church is when that tree is big enough for your entire family to go out and have a meal in its shade. One church every week for 20 years. Here's the second thing. Stop double and triple dipping. A sure sign that your brain has not been healed from the corruption of our society is that you view church as a consumer experience. You shop for a church, and if you don't like it, you go somewhere else. Now, I understand in this age of COVID, people are watching online, and if you're joining us today online, we are humbled that you would join us. If you're joining us because there's no church where you're from, we, we want to be your church. If you're a part of a church somewhere and you're watching online, maybe in another state, hi mom, my mom's watching in North Carolina, 
And what you see here with the worship or the sermons, other ministries, it's bringing you encouragement. It's supplementing your walk with Christ. Man, we are so incredibly thankful and we want you to keep watching. We want to help you take your next step toward Jesus. But if you are actively part of a church and you're watching this because you think your worship music is bad or because your pastor's sermons are boring, please never watch this again, okay? If you're here in person and there are two or three churches, other churches, that you're visiting and you like the worship and the kids' ministry or whatever it is, and you're kind of piecing this thing together, it's time that you commit. And so the final takeaway is commit to being on mission together. Commit. What happens when we move into authentic community together? Man, we become God's advertisement to the world of who he is. We move out into the world and change the lives of those around us. We become unified in purpose toward the mission rather than focused on our own selfish desires. This ultimately is one of the biggest reasons for church membership, to be unified in purpose for the sake of furthering the gospel, to love one another, as Jesus said, in order to show the world who he is. Uh, my grandparents, um, their names are Wilford and Dorothy Malpas. Check out that mug. Isn't that a great, great picture? Um, that's probably an old church directory picture from way back. But they, they were married 62 years and died within six weeks of each other back in 2003. But they were a part of one church for nearly 50 years, Sunbury Christian Church. He was also the church treasurer. Grandma, she played the organ and the piano, not at the same time, mind you, but she played. But over those 50 years, they were part, a part of several building programs, like the one we're in with Beyond right now. They, they lived through various things in the life of the church. They, they, they saw people get married, have children, and those children get married and have children. They saw hundreds of people accept Christ and some of those people fall away from the faith. They, they had very dear friends. In fact, every summer, they would invite everyone in the church out to their farm in Centerburg for a corn roast. But no matter what, through, through the calm, through tumultuous years, my grandparents gave, they served, and they prayed their entire lives in that local church family. Before they passed, they were able to look around and savor something that someone who has spent a lifetime church hopping and viewing church as a transactional experience will never experience. They looked back and relished the dangerous conversations they didn't avoid. Sins they were encouraged to confront and authentic Christian friendships it took a lifetime to develop. And you know, as I look around this morning, first service, this service, I see people here at OCC that were just like my grandparents. You've stuck it out. And you're experiencing some of these deep and rich things that people in the church are meant to experience. 
Man, I, I think Jesus wants you and me, all of us here today, to experience something like that. But we've got to commit. Are you in or out? Are we going to be the church or are we going to consume church? For those here in person, you, you should have received a copy of our membership covenant on your way in. Do you have a copy of that? For those of you online, you can download it at our website. Just go to orville.church membership. I want to encourage you to read over that covenant today and this week. And if this is the church God leads you to be a part of, I want to challenge you to commit to sign this covenant and, and be a part of furthering God's mission here together. Imagine literally hundreds of us coming together, unified, focused, and committed to the mission of Jesus. What, what could happen? Even if you've been a member here for many years, I, I wanna ask you to recommit by signing this covenant. This lets us know that OCC is your church home. Pray over this. Talk it over with your family. And if God leads you to do so, sign it and, and bring it back with you next Sunday. You can drop it in one of the drop boxes at the exits. You can take it to the next step area. You can also send it to the church office through the mail. But let me pray today as we respond. Let's pray together. God, I'm so grateful for your church. And God, I pray that we would not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but as your word says, we would be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Minds, Father, brains that are healed by you, Jesus, to understand and to experience what you want the church to be and to become. Father, I pray for those here in person, for those joining us online, God. I pray that you would help us to commit. Commit to your mission together. God, thanks for all that you've given us. Thank you for your church. And God, help us now as we continue our worship and as we respond to you today. In Jesus' name, amen.